0: Good morning, and welcome to our daily word and prayer. My name is Tom Short, and I'm so glad to have you along on this beautiful Tuesday morning. I'm coming to you from Gainesville, Florida, where I've been out on the University of Florida campus. It's really interesting to hear some of the students some days and what people are thinking. Yesterday we had quite an interesting discussion. Are, are, are people animals? What do you think about that? Are people animals? Well, my answer is yes and no. By a strict uh, dictionary definition or a biological definition, we'd, we would be considered in the animal kingdom. What is where we're alive, where we eat organic food, we derive energy from it, we've got a nervous system, we've got uh, we got a circulatory system. These are evidence that we're animals. But the problem is we're so much more than that. We're so much more than animals. In our, and in our day and in our world today, people have lost sight of the fact that as human beings, we have a soul. They've lost sight of it largely because they don't realize what distinguishes humans from all other animals is that we're made in the image of God. So technically, while we share many common characteristics with animals, the Bible never actually calls us an animal. We're referred to again as people made in the image of God. I don't mind if someone thinks of themselves strictly biologically this way, but we must realize we're so much more than that. In our day and age, It seems like people are more and more in our universities, they study animals to see how humans should act. I'm often told, you know, that certain sexual perversions that animals do it. I've heard, I mean, I've literally heard hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times lists of animals. There are on our university campuses it's not that many a student has been presented literally with a list of all kinds of animals who engage in sexually perverse behavior and they the idea is if if rabbits do it if dogs do it if if cockroaches do it if birds do it we should do it it's natural in romans chapter 1 it talks about how certain sexual behavior is unnatural they're told no it's natural look at all these animals that do it and i and i just think to myself, hey, when did dogs and cockroaches and birds become our sexual role models? Well, they're not. We're human beings. Rather than look down to animals as mere creatures of instinct that are merely about survival, we should be looking up to our God and saying, being made in the image of God, how should I be acting? How should I behave? Friends, it's not long if someone thinks they're an animal, it's not long before they act like animals. Mere creatures of instinct, mere creatures of power, mere creatures of survival, and taking advantage of others. This is where people sink to. May I urge you, Don't sink down to the level of being an animal. Rise up to the level of being made in the image of God. Now, the Bible compares us to animals, but it doesn't say we are one. You and I, we're compared to sheep. We should be following our shepherd. There's others who are compared to goats, or maybe they're compared to uh, uh, pigs that go back to, the, you know, like a pig that goes back to its, or a dog that goes back to its vomit, or a pig that goes back to walling in the mire. This is what a, a person who begins to follow Christ but forsakes him. is like a dog that returns to its vomit. We're told, we're, we're compared to these in a negative sense, or in the sheep in a positive sense, but it doesn't mean that we're literally, this is metaphorical. We're also compared to wheat. And, and fruit and branches, and all kinds of metaphors, but obviously that doesn't mean we are one. We're human beings. We're more than biological animals. What kind of animals, what, what kind of living beings are we? Number one, we're moral creatures. Moral creatures contemplate the rightness or wrongness of something. An animal can be trained to make appropriate choices if he is rewarded. You know, this was Pavlov's dogs. You make this choice, you get a treat. You make that choice, you, you, get, you don't get one. You get shocked or you get punished somehow. Animals can be trained to do the right thing. But again, you and I are more than animals. We contemplate the rightness or wrongness of a decision. I'll bet you've done this. I'll bet you've thought even if you could get away with something and you wouldn't be punished for it, still you think, I shouldn't do it. It's not the right thing. And even if you would not be rewarded for doing something, still you think to yourself, I ought to do it. It's the right thing to do. That's because you're a moral creature. Animals don't have this. They don't think in this way. They're not made in the image of God. This is how human beings think and how we ought to. It's called our conscience. And our conscience should be activated. When we act merely like like an animal, we deny the conscience. We just give to our instinctive or our fleshly desires, often often lower desires, fleshly desires, uh, self-pleasure desires, instead of thinking with our conscience and allowing our conscience to be our guide. Have you ever argued with your conscience? I sure have, I know there's been times, you know, I, my conscience is telling me one thing and I'm logically trying to convince it. Otherwise be careful. Your conscience is God speaking to your spirit, your conscience. We want it to be clear, articulate. We want our conscience to be alive and active. We don't want to be, uh, sub subduing it. We don't want to be damaging it. We want our conscience to be clear. Secondly, Not only are we moral creatures that contemplate what is right, what is wrong, we're spiritual creatures. I've said this before on here and talked about it more in detail in other videos, but let me tell you, every human being worships. That's right. Even the person who denies there's a God worships. Worship in its most generic basic sense is to see something or someone greater than yourself, to admire them, to, to want to praise them and to uh, say, this is the ultimate and I wanna, I wanna give honor and I wanna give dignity. I, it may mean I wanna become like them. I worship God. God is the ultimate, the, 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 the perfect one, the beautiful one, the one worthy of all praise, all adoration and worthy for me not only to praise him, to, but to aspire to be like him, to be good like he is, to love like he loves. I'll never be omnipotent. I'll never be omniscient. But because I want to be like God, I want, I want to learn. I want, I'm creative. I'm curious. I want to be growing and becoming like God, primarily in his character, his goodness, his holiness, his love, his justice, his rightness. But some people will worship someone else. They'll worship an athlete. And we see it, you know, you want to shoot like him, act like him, dress like him, talk like him, walk like him. We want to be like him because we think he's, he's something to look up to. We might uh, worship a wealthy person, a business person, or a, we might worship a, a, uh, an, an entertainer or an intellectual. Or we might worship something like pleasure or money. We can that We'd say that's the ultimate and I'm going to do anything for it that's what I seek. We're spiritual beings. All of these things, other things can be called idols. There's some place, something, an idol is something we put in the place of God. God is the one to be worshiped. God is the one to be loved. God is the one to be honored and praised. And God is the one we should aspire to be like. All of these other things that we say is of ultimate value is an idol. Be careful there's not idols in your life. We're spiritual creatures. Idols will always disappoint you. Idols are aiming way too low. Idols aren't what we live for. But if you don't love God and live for God and want to be like God and praise God, you'll find something to replace him. It's just you're aiming too low. Because remember, you're a human being. And you're aiming too low if you worship anything or anyone other than God. Third thing about us humans that's different than any others, we're eternal creatures. You and I have been made to live forever. You and I have been designed by God, created by God with the idea of eternal life. Now, of course, that was forfeited by sin. First in the Garden of Eden, you and I, by our sin, we forfeit the the living the right to the the wages of sin is death and so we don't live forever other than we will exist forever we are eternal beings of course jesus christ came for the purpose to give us eternal life rather than eternal death eternal judgment jesus came to give us eternal life jesus died for us humans he didn't become a dog he didn't become a cow he became a man. He became a human being. He lived this life as a human being, as a moral creature who never sinned, who rose above and lived righteously in every thought, word, and deed. He always did what pleased the Father. We read in John 5. And as a perfect human being, he offered his life as a sacrifice on that cross for us imperfect, sinful human beings. Remember the wages of sin is death. There's no reason Christ should have died. He never sinned. He never did what would bring about death. He was a holy, perfect man. And ultimately, no one took his life from him. He laid it down on, on our behalf. He is the good shepherd who laid down his life on behalf of the sheep, you and me. And in so doing, he took our sins. He took our punishment. He bore our sins upon himself and he, and he suffered and died in our place that we might have and receive the gift of eternal life. How awesome is that? How awesome is that? I hope if you're watching today, you have received, believed in, trusted Jesus Christ to be your savior. You are going to exist forever. You were designed to have eternal life. You weren't designed to go to hell, go to judgment. You weren't even designed to to be gone Perish. You are designed to live forever. Now, some people don't want that. I hear people all the time say, Life, I'd get bored in heaven. Someone told me that on campus yesterday. I'd get bored in heaven. They think all the boring people are in heaven. They want to go to hell where all the fun people are. What a silly thing to say. What a dumb thing to say. What a ridiculous thing to say. Obviously, I don't think they believed it. I hope. No, 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 no. Hell will be a terrible, terrible place. You won't have fun in hell. You say all the fun people will be in hell. Well, it's gonna be so dark you'll never see them. You'll just hear their screams and shouts, their wailing, their 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 tears of their crying out, their misery. You won't even see them. No, hell's not gonna be a big party. No, not at all. You were designed to live forever. You are a moral being, but you fell short. You're a spiritual being. We designed to know God, have a relationship with God, to worship God, to love God, to live life in the reality that God is real. And you are a eternal being designed to live forever. And this is where Jesus comes in and gives us the, the forgiveness, the reconciliation. He causes us to be born again and to be made alive that we too might live forever. This is our hope. This is our faith. We know it's true. Father in heaven, we thank you that there's a distinction, a major distinction between us and any animal because we have been made in the image of God. Lord, we we thank you that we are moral creatures. I pray, Lord, help our consciences to be awake and alert and alive and be be sensitive to not engage in that which is wrong, morally wrong but to be listening to your still small voice in our conscience that leads us in the right path. Help us, Father, to be truly spiritual creatures that awaken the spirit within us, that feed the spirit, that allow the spiritual side of us to become strong and dominant, that we wouldn't just be controlled by fleshly desires, but we'd be controlled by, by an awareness of what's true and what's spiritual and what's lasting that we would be worshipers of the true God. This is who you seek. That you, you say, Father, that Jesus, you said that the Father seeks those who worship in spirit and in truth. And might that be us. And Father, we thank you today for sending your son, Jesus. Might it never grow. Might the gospel message always be alive and vibrant within us. That you've made us to live for eternity. And indeed, this life will be Compared to eternity, it's going to be, it's like a sprint. It's going to be like a vapor. It's like a flower that blooms and then it withers, it fades. Our life is so short compared to eternity and you've made us to live forever. Thank you, Jesus. This will be life indeed. This will be life as it was meant to be. This won't be, heaven won't be boring. We want to thank you. Heaven's going to be alive and real and in heaven, we will be truly alive like never before. We bless you. We thank you. Oh, Father, we see people whose lives have been, their souls have been destroyed because they think they're animals, they act like animals, and these fleshly lusts wage war against their soul. We pray and ask for your mercy. Have mercy on lost people. Awaken them. Might they be born again to a living hope and be saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray for this, and we ask it in his name. Amen and amen. God bless you. So glad to have you along. You know, yesterday when I was out on University of Florida campus, a couple of uh, wonderful women came out and said they listen every day and they uh, said hi and introduced themselves to me once again. I'm always glad to hear of that. You know, if, if um, sometimes I see people leave their names in the chat, otherwise you're just like a number of views. Be more than a number. Let yourself be known. Say hi, Leave your, leave your name in the chat or in the description below, or if I'm in your town, Always come out. I always like to know who's here because you are more than a number. It just helps me realize that. If I say, oh, wow, are you listen in, thanks for telling me. Thanks for letting me know. It makes me feel this time is significant and meaningful to realize who's being part of this. So thank you for joining us. If you are new, make sure you subscribe, hit the like button, come back every day. We believe that getting in the Word of God every day, talking about praying this is a brief time, 15 or so minutes of encouragement inspiration, instruction. I believe it makes a difference in you. I trust, trust that you come here every day for the next several weeks or months. It'll lift your attitude. Don't, don't neglect it. Be faithful, be committed. It'll make a difference in your life. It'll help you remember who you really are in Christ and help you grow in the Lord. We need it every day, not just once a week, a couple times a month. We need it every day. So God bless you. So glad to have you along. I love you guys. Until we meet tomorrow, 8.30 a.m., we'll be here live again tomorrow. Or You can watch later in the day or even listen to the podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platforms. Until then, God bless you. God make his face shine upon you. God fill you with his joy and his peace. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.